Outside the Fountains of the Bellagio, we are joined by the head coach of the Denver Broncos. He is a Super Bowl winning head coach. He was the NFL head coach of the year in 2006. He has nine seasons of 10 wins or more. He has seven divisional titles. He is a member of the Eastern Illinois Hall of Fame. He is appearing today courtesy of Zebra Technologies. He is Sean Payton. He's going to sit down right now. Sean, my man. Great seeing you. Great to see you. Dude, I'm proud to say, sit down, man. Take a load off. You and I have been doing this during Super Bowl week for years. Our history even goes back to when you were an assistant coach at San Diego State. You know I'm going to reset that. When you could actually pick up the show on the radio. So we go way back. Dude, 690. I you. 690. 690. I, it was 19. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it was 1988. I was a graduate assistant there. 89. And then I came back. I was lucky enough to be Marshall Falk's running back coach. In 1992. God, dude, how dominant was he in college? Huh? He was unbelievable. He was incredible. <laughs> how dominant was he in college? Every single week at State, man, he was amazing. He'd I had 300 like yards like it was nothing. Uh-huh. I, I'll never forget, when I think about Marshall Falk, I remember when they went up against Miami, I remember Gino Toretta being on the shoulders of his teammates. And I remember one of the live mics on TV caught him saying, take me to Falk, take me to Falk, take me to Falk. If, if you remember that year, um, it really started off the whole season. Marshall was the front runner for the Heisman. Then um, he had a meniscus injury to his knee, missed the last couple weeks. And the last game of the season, Miami was playing at San Diego State, Jack Murphy Stadium. And it was billed kind of as the, uh, the game to figure out who the Heisman Trophy winner was. And unfortunately for Marshall, he wasn't healthy enough to play in that game. Um, and we all thought he thought that lead was so insurmountable. And... Uh, and then Toretta won the Heisman, and that was that took him a while. That was difficult because I, I think I think everyone felt like he was the best player in college football. Well, I don't think there's any doubt that year. That's what it felt like. Like you're right. Every single week, that guy would hit the ground, and you think he's going to run for 200 yards, 250 yards. Sean, before we talk about your season, I want you to throw your analyst hat on one more time for me. Sunday's game features Andy Reid, somebody you're close with, Kyle Shanahan, like you, a great, great play caller. These guys are in that elite group of play callers. So, what do you notice when you watch their offenses play? I, I think this. Look, they have a, they do a great job not only with the opening scripts, but they can sequence plays well. And, and so, typically speaking, really really good offenses um, oftentimes will convert a new first down on first and second down. And so we look at CFL numbers when, when you when you're in the CFL, you got to get a first down on first or second down. You punt on third down. So typically speaking, if if you look at the end of the season at your better offenses. They all have real good CFL numbers. They're, they're converting first downs on first and second down. So, number one, both of these offenses are real good with their first and second down efficiency. So the game might end, and normally you'd say, oh, we get to 14 third downs. It's, it's not unusual for an offense that's uh, really talented to have seven or eight third downs. And then secondly, um, you know, both of them are committed to running the ball a little bit differently but committed to running the ball. And Pacheco, you're seeing more of a gun-run system that that uh, you know that that suits what they do. And then certainly with Kyle, they're under center and they're stretching the ball. With, so a little bit more gap scheme when you're looking at Kansas City, a little bit more zone scheme. But the thing I would say that I think is important in this game, and, and I've talked about it earlier this morning, you have one team that's playing hot, I think, and that's Kansas City. I mean, they, they have a home win to start the playoffs against Miami. We've seen this every year, all right? We've seen a hungry team travel and win. 
Buffalo, travel and win, Baltimore. And here they are at this game. And then another team that really hadn't played as well as many no. of us expected. And I think defensively, the 49ers are going to have to play better than they have the last two playoff games. And that's just the truth. And I think Kyle would say the same thing. Um, whereas Kansas City and Spags, those guys are one of the, got one of the better defenses uh, in football. And, and you're seeing that week in and week out. I mean, they're tough in the secondary. They get pressure up front. They can test your passing game. So you have a hot team coming into this game and then another team that, that needs to get hot quick. Sean Payton joining us. I really appreciate that breakdown. That was great. i got to pick my spots because we don't have a ton of time together. I want to ask you about this season. I mean, Sean, you're one of the most competitive guys I know. It's a results-oriented business. You don't want to lose. But how much of this year was about you building and establishing the culture you want in Denver? Well, I mean, a lot of it is. And, and it's, a, you know, it's a we thing. You know, it's the staff. It's the team. It's the organization. And I think one of the, one of the bigger challenges is when you start off one and five, and obviously, you know, a uh, like a horrific loss to Miami, but you're one in five. Um, you know, when you bring in a new message and have early success, that's easy. <laughs> They'll buy in. Yeah, but when you bring in a new message and, man, you're not having that immediate success, it becomes more challenging. And, and you know, we, we looked a little bit at Detroit the year prior where they were one in six. They had, they had a tough stretch there. But their takeaways numbers weren't that good. They were turning the ball over, and they flipped that script. They went eight and two that year. And if you recall, they finished nine and eight, a game short of the playoffs. They oh, yeah. were eliminated right before they beat Green Bay. And and I remember, look, the one thing you need in our league, you have to have hope each week when you play. And I'm pointing out those numbers. And fortunately for us, our script flipped the same way. We started taking the ball away. You know, we had some big wins. We obviously had a chance to beat Kansas City at home, then went on the road to beat Buffalo. And that's what gave us a chance. Uh, and so before you learn how to win some of these tight games, you have to learn how not to lose games. Hmm. And, um, and so there's still, there's still ah, that uneasy feeling that there's so much left on the table relative to the year we had. Um, what happens when you do push back in a season like that and you, you get your head back above water, the energy to, to continue. You, you, when you dig yourself in a hole in this league, it's hard. So this offseason is going to be important for us. Draft, free agency, uh, the questions around Russell, obviously, what we're doing at quarterback, all of those things uh, are going to be vital to our success, not only in 24, but our success really in the next three or four years. Sean Payton joining us, breaking, his breaking it down. So, Sean, what are you doing at quarterback? What's going to happen with Russ? Can you see him starting for you next year? That's a possibility. We said it after the year, and I, there are a lot of skeptics that are like, oh, you're, you're crazy. You didn't play the last two weeks, and, and I understand that. We needed a spark offensively. We, we weren't scoring. Um, Here's what I know, all right? There's already been all these reports relative to the draft. We don't start looking at the college players, the coaches, till Monday. Mm. All right? So I couldn't tell you the jersey number of some of these top quarterbacks that I, that I know are going to get drafted early in this draft. So Monday begins the, the college, we call it the front board meetings. In the meantime, we're looking at free agency. We're looking at the, the players that are going to be available on other, other teams. But... This puzzle, if you will, with the board flipped and flipped back upside down and you factor in salary cap, how much money, where your draft picks, the spots that we consider musts, like musts, quarterbacks a must, all right, and, and that's to include is Russell a part of that or not? And as soon as we know those answers, 
then he'll know it and, and we'll move forward. But there'd be no other reason why for us to hold off on a decision like that until we gather the information on this draft class. In other words, the train tells us there's six quarterbacks. In, well, who says? Who says? Right. In other words, you and I both know there, exactly. might, there might be one. Right. So Who knows who says? Who, who says, and, and I don't believe him. Okay, uh, fair. <laughs> Completely fair. So let me ask you this then. We don't know who. We don't know which. But you know what you're looking for in a quarterback. Absolutely. What are you looking for in a quarterback? I think it's important that they're quick processors. Um, let me give you an example. Uh, and this was a strength of Drew's. It's a strength of Mahomes. Um, during any given play in seven seconds, he's going to point out the mic ID. He's going to send the receiver in motion. He's going to alert the back here for a check down. And he's going to alert Kelsey. It's cover zero. Like, he's a guy that gets in the car, and I'm the opposite now, right? I've got this new car. No, I'm dead serious, no, though. No, I know where you're going with this. That's why I'm laughing. I've got this new car, right? And I know how to turn the radio on. I get to my auto, 72 degrees, whatever that is, and I drive. All right? I never have it in. And these guys will you, heat. You don't go through your driving progression? No, these guys will your heat. driving tree? They'll heat, heat the back seats if you need it. They'll adjust. <laughs> they get to the 50 buttons that are available, heat warmers, seat warmers. I have no idea where my seat warmer is, but I know I have one. Right. These guys got to be able to operate quickly in six or seven seconds. It's the hardest thing for us to evaluate. Well, you know why, Sean? Because you made them read the manual, but you didn't read your own manual. That's no, why. I, I, that's exactly that's right. That's what it is, dude. I mean, dude, you, dude you're all I'm up the in worst. somebody's business if they don't know that manual front to back. I, but then listen, you don't read it yourself. Come my, on, man. Listen, my wife gets so mad. I hate reading directions. <laughs> I don't care if, like, this thing arrives. Dude, dude, what, and if, what if Russ said to you, man, I hate reading playbooks? Is that why you put a wristband on him, man? No, the wristbands are on everyone. I mean, the wristband, listen, the wristbands are on Brady for all these years. Right. Here's why. If I give you a play and I said, hey, green right slot, Z motion, 22 Z and Y, go. All right. (laughs) And then you, well. What if I change that play? Then then how how would that grab you? Yeah, that wouldn't be real good. Yeah, I didn't think. I didn't think. But there's four seconds that I'm saving if I just said, hey, give me 22, Jim. Yeah, right, right. I don't have to hear my. And so we're trying to get to the line especially when we have these kill plays or packages or menus. Uh, you know, we, we've got a menu, Bahamas menu, where we got four. Pl- I want the quarterback to be at the line with 12 seconds. And so. Processing quickly. Yeah. You want them to process that's, quickly. That's fast. I see you working. All right. You are. Man, I appreciate you so much, Sean. I could do this all day long. You're representing Zebra Technologies today. Man, you better nail that. No, you better nail Listen, you know the deal. Ten years at Zebra, it's next gen. This came to our league, really, for production reasons. When we see Tyreek Hill run 22 miles an hour, it's because he's got a chip in his shoulder pad. And, right. and here's the chip I got it in my pocket right now. So they put these chips in the shoulder pads. Um, hey, we, Sean, what's your max speed? It's they, not they, good now. Listen. I mean, double digits, right? I ran a half marathon in Las Vegas right down this strip. Did you? Yeah. Okay. A half marathon, Mandalay Bay, Old Town, Vegas. It finished at the Bellagio. And for whatever reason, we had planned to go to train that night. Like we were just running a little treadmill workout. <laughs> I had ice on my knees. But these things help us track just information. Uh, it's the same thing. It's the barcodes. We go to Target. We swipe something. That's the same company. And uh, this is 10 years they've been with the league. I've been with them for seven and it's now in the footballs. It's now, I mean, it's everywhere. And, and look, we all see kind of the direction it's heading relative to officiating. Um, we're wanting exactness. But my reason initially was just practice and player soft tissue injury. You know, how long have they been on the field? How fast are they going? Do we have to be alert? 
It's one thing to say, hey, we had a long practice, but what does that really mean? Right. The receivers, for instance, six and a half miles of practice. Normally, Brandon Cooks was at eight and a half. And, and I'm like, Brandon, how are you two miles? And then you start evaluating what he's doing, and you're like, all right, we've got to be smart here. So it's just a way to track player data. But we see it with next-gen stats, all of that stuff that's reported. They're in 21 personnel, 11. The receiver lines up in the slot because we got the marker here. That's what it is. Embrace technology, man. It's there. You'd be foolish not to use it. 100%. Sean, appreciate you so much. Not only did you come back on the show, you made it here to the set. Appreciate that you and I go way back to the early days. Way back. Yeah, man. Dude, you're always accessible, man. You never forgot it. So I really appreciate you. Hey, appreciate you. You are the best, Sean. Good stuff, Jim. Good to see you. Sean Payton, one of my favorites, always. You're not going to get a better breakdown of the game either than that. He is the head coach of the Broncos, longtime friend of the program, and made it a point to come to our physical set. That means the world to me.